Welcome to the Know, Like, Trust podcast for real estate professionals. In this podcast, you'll discover what it takes to establish know, like, and trust, and connect with the right people for success in real estate. If you're a marketing strategist, real estate agent, or another professional in the real estate space, and you're interested in building a referral-based business, you're in the right place. Here are your hosts, Betty Russo and Christine George. Hello and happy pre-Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Christine George. And I'm Betty Russo. We are so thankful for so many things. And today we want to spotlight a very special organization that is so deserving of thanks for everything they do. And they're feeding the hungry all over New Jersey. Um, What they do is no small task. And today we are here with Julie Kinner of Table to Table to hear how and why they do what they do and how we can help. Welcome, Julie. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here and happy pre-Thanksgiving to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Julie, it's it's really great to have you on the podcast today. Um, with Thanksgiving coming up, Betty and I wanted to just take pause um, and recognize the work that you and your organization are doing every day, not just on Thanksgiving Day, to support the people in your community. Thank you very much. It's you know, uh, Thanksgiving is such an incredible time of year for everyone to just give thanks for their family and and for everything, and. Um, I know it's the time of year that I always look back and think how much I take everything for granted because the people that we work with on a daily basis, they don't have the things that, that we do. And um, so I, it's, it's a, a very special time for us, for our drivers, you know, because this is really a time that, that allows us to reflect back and, and see what we've been able to accomplish and who we've been able to help. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing, Julie. We uh, we definitely um, wanted you here for this episode. This is a special episode, and um, yeah, we're thrilled to be talking with you. So, Julie, Julie, and I have known each other for a very long time, and I can honestly tell you, Christine, that she is the person who always raises her hand to help out, no matter what. And uh, I think, Julie, that's how we connected in the first place, right? I think, yes, I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> Wait, was so it Girl before, Scouts? Oh my gosh, it was cheerleading. Oh, cheerleading. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can't, and so long ago. In fact, I just posted that picture of my youngest daughter. She Nine years ago yesterday was her very first competition. So, Aww. yeah, crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Time flies, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. Oh, yep. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short, I mean, we were involved with uh, our Ringwood Rattler cheerleaders, and um, I was on the board. Julie was uh, a mom that she was an advisor for one of her daughter's um, teams, and she was always there, willing to help out. Always, always, always. So you're awesome, Julie. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. Before we dig deep into what Table to Table does, tell us about who you are and your role with Table to Table as VP of Operations. Isn't that exciting? That's a brand new uh, title for me. So yes, thank you. Congrats. Thank you very much. So I have actually been with Table to Table since the very beginning. Um, I started as a volunteer 23 or so years ago. Um, I volunteered for, gosh, about seven, eight years. Um, we were brand new and we actually started as our, our 
volunteer committee started off with Share Our Strength. And uh, Share Our Strength is a nationally recognized organization. And we actually went to them with the idea of rescuing food. We wanted to do something different for our community. And Share Our Strength said, you know, this isn't what we do. This we, we do other things with the money. So, you know, if you want to break free, break free. And uh, we did. We went across the bridge to City Harvest in Manhattan, who were truly brand new at the time. And um, we asked City Harvest if they would come over and they said, we have our hands full with the five boroughs over there. So, um, uh, but we'll help you and we'll be a sister organization to you. They came over and um, and uh, or they sent a volunteer over to us and we've been partners with them ever since, you know, light partners. Um, uh, but I, so I volunteered for about eight years. And then after having kids, uh, they approached me about a job and I started working as a food sourcer, um, which is someone that basically goes out and asks grocery stores to donate or asks, you know, different places to donate. Um, then I stepped into recipient relations and uh, for gosh, 12 years or so, I was um, the recipient relations and community affairs. So I would go out and speak to anybody about hunger. You know, anybody who would listen to me, I would talk to. And then I would also be in charge of the agencies. So I would be vetting them. Um, I'd be inspecting them and I would be working with them to make sure that the food was going to the right place, to make sure that they were serving it properly, um, you know, just to make sure that everything was 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 uh, right. Um, then just recently, we're kind of revamping our, our whole process or our whole um, staff. When I started, there was three of us. There was the founder, um, there was our executive director, and there was myself. And I think uh, in the office. And then we, actually, we didn't even have an office, but um, and I think we had two or three drivers at the time. Now um, there are, gosh, 11 of us or so in the office. Wow. Um, plus we have seven drivers. Um, so, so I, I can think back to when we were just seriously newborns and, uh, and it's been incredible to watch the process, but, um, being VP of operations now, I am over basically all of operations. I mean, it's really what it says. Um, I am, um, I work with the trucks. I work with the drivers. I work with our new app that I'm really excited to tell you guys about Ooh, later. Cool. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if Betty even knows. So I'm excited. I don't. I can't wait to hear. And um, and then I also work with you know the DOT and the ServSafe and all of the technical stuff, um, uh, healthcare. You know everything that that really is the operations side of the business. Which you know our that that is what we do. I mean our the operations is the biggest piece to to what we do on a daily basis. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's been incredible. And, and, uh, I look back over the years, I mean, 23 years is a long time to be with someone, something, someplace, <laughs> uh, I how to say that, but, uh, but my children have grown up. I have an 18 year old and an almost 17 year old and, and they've grown up with table to table. They, um, they volunteered alongside with me. They've come to events. They've, they've, uh, Betty even volunteered at an event with her daughters and her husband. And, and, and this, this, uh, table to table is truly my family because, uh, it's, I've been with them a long time. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's so much a part of who you are. It sounds like, can um, I ask a quick question? 
Sure. How many people okay. like that's it, it? It's amazing to me how you've grown. How many people are you um, serving every single day or, or affecting? So I think we figured we're, we're affecting about 450,000 people in Northern New Jersey annually. So, um, uh, you know, it's a, it's a hard number to kind of look at. We do send out surveys. We do survey all of our agencies and we do get some really good information back. Um, so I think what we have kind of figured is about 450,000 and that's in four Northern counties. So we're in Bergen, Hudson, Essex, and Passaic County. Wow. And how many meals is that per year, Julie? Um, this year, we will rescue about 39, or enough food for about 39 million meals. So, wow. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. It's crazy. And to consider that that's food that would have been thrown away. Uh, I mean, that is <sighs> truly mind boggling. Right. So, you know, you did, you did mention that, you know, you have a couple hundred food donors providing mm-hmm. food and to over 250 agencies. Um, you, your food trucks pick up from right food stores, food purveyors, yeah. caterers, and they deliver to agencies like soup kitchens um, and homeless shelters, right? Throughout Bergen, Passaic, Essex, and Hudson counties. Is that yep. correct? Yeah, perfect. Yep. Wow. And you know what? I always used to wonder before I knew you, t- Julie, and, and before I knew about Table to Table, I always wondered, like, what happens to all of this excess food um, yeah. at the end of the day? You know, what a what a waste that would be. Yeah. And look what you're doing with, with this excess food. It, it is. It's incredible. And, you know, if you consider the grocery stores, um, the bruised bananas, bruised apples, I mean, milk that expires today, meat that expires today. You as a consumer won't go in and, and purchase a big gallon of milk that expires today. You know, I, we can't finish a gallon of milk here in a week, let alone a day. So um, this gives us the opportunity to go in, pick up that milk or pick up that meat, and we bring it to the agencies on the very same day. And so it's eaten that night or the next day. Um, so it, it, it is, it's, it's, it's amazing that all of these things would have been thrown away. That just, uh, I mean, what right. that does to the environment is overwhelming. Oh, that too, that too. Wow. And, and because you're feeding people on such a large scale, I mean, yeah. there's no way that, that food is going to even have an opportunity to expire. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like they're eating it, it's getting eaten the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our trucks start off empty in the morning. Uh, they go around, they pick up, and they end up empty, empty again in the evening when they're dropping the trucks back off. Um, when we pull up at agencies, certain places, there are lines around the block waiting for us. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's it's um, it's an overwhelming feeling when the drivers pull in and people just yeah. you know they go to help unload, and it's it's incredible. You know, it's so interesting. When you think about the abundance of food that is available in at any given day and every at any given moment in Mm -hmm. our country, so Mm -hmm. much so that you know there's so much obesity and diabetes as a as a result of that, and Mm -hmm. yet there's a huge number of people who go without this basic need of food every single day. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's a crime. It, and you guys are just, you're, what you're doing is just phenomenal. Thank you. What, what is incredible is, um, you know, obesity and diabetes, a lot of that, we see a lot of it. And we, 
we know that um, a lot of it is happening because the food that they're getting isn't the right food. Um, you know, they're buying nothing wrong with mac and cheese. I love a good mac and cheese, but they're <laughs> buying mac and cheese and peanut butter with their snap dollars or with their WIC money. They're buying these products because they're cheaper. You know, they can feed a family of four on $5 if they buy a couple of boxes of mac and cheese or, or you know, whatever it is. And, um, you know, once in a while, it's a great, it's a great treat, but it's not something they should be having every single day. And so we do see a lot of obesity standing on the line. We do see a lot of people who are sick standing on the line. And um, uh, one thing that we really strive to do is to deliver produce and dairy and, and meat. Um, we'll accept the bread and the bakery items because that's a fun treat too, but we really, really push for the produce and, um, we're lucky we've had, we have some incredible partners. HelloFresh is an amazing partner to us. They have transformed our entire program. Um, they, they came on about seven years ago now and, um, the way their program works, they're a meal kit you know, prepared meal kit program, they deliver to families, you know, deliver to customers. Then every week, their meals, their menus change. And when their menus change, they have all of this leftover produce from the week before. And it is perfect. I mean, this produce is absolutely beautiful. Oh. And we go in and we pick up everything they can't use. Um, because they are a healthier, they tend to be a healthier um, meal kit, you know, so the the produce really has to be at the peak. And, and it really is beautiful stuff. We've been picking up from them. And because of that, we were able to open hubs and markets, and we were able to start delivering into schools, we were able to um, uh, really expand the program into places that we never expected to. Kudos to HelloFresh. <laughs> For sure. Wow. For sure. Julie, Julie, tell us about, you know, the food donations, um, like, and how they work, how your hubs and your mobile markets work. Tell us about yeah. that. So, so we have a couple of different mm -hmm. programs all, um, all around food rescue. So our, our, where we really started off 20 some years, 23 years ago was with a simple truck going to a grocery store, picking up and delivering directly to, um, agencies, soup kitchens, food pantries, like Betty mentioned. And, um, uh, as we started to grow and started to take on places like HelloFresh and Driscoll and now Marley Spoon and, you know, places that are, are giving us bigger amounts of food. Instead of giving us banana boxes, they're giving us pallets of food. So we had to find another way to give food and, you know, put food into the neighbors, uh, into the neighborhoods. And um, we started uh, a mobile market first, um, and now we've got a couple of them, but we started a what we called a mobile market, and it was a free farmer's market, basically. Um, we pick up pallets of food from HelloFresh. We deliver it to one specific place in the Ironbound. It's called the Ironbound Community Corporation. We do it every Thursday. We pull in, we unload 11 pallets of produce, and volunteers there um, would make bags of food for the neighborhood. When we started seven years ago, we thought maybe 150 families, you know, we weren't really sure. Um, at their peak, I think they were up to about three or 4,000 families. 
um, at this point. The, the pandemic has kind of shifted. I was telling Betty earlier when I was talking to her, the pandemic has changed all of our programs immensely. Um, but the ICC stayed open throughout the pandemic because they knew the need in their section of Ironbound um, of Newark was so great that they had to keep going. We did have a few instances where they specifically closed because people tested positive within their building or within their group. But, you know, two weeks later, they were back open and, and ready to serve the public. So they would make these beautiful bags of um, produce and whatever, is, you know, whatever we were able to deliver that day, they would deliver it to senior homes, to senior apartment buildings, but then they would also have lines and lines of people coming to pick up. Um, we also started a program called a hub and we realized that we were getting so much food at one point that we just didn't have the capacity to get it out to as many places as we needed to. So um, we came up with this hub solution and it, and it really works beautifully because we deliver a large amount of food to one place and then other places come in and pick up from them. Um, and the way it worked the best was with the Newark public school system. Um, that has been, I, I, they say that we're a gift to them. I say that they're a huge gift to us because um, when we started working, we started working with um, this woman named Joan Fauché at Central High School in Newark. And Joan's amazing. She just loves her community. Um, she's a reverend. She just would do anything for her neighbors and for the kids in that school, for Central High School. And um, when we first started going there, um, she had actually reached out because she wanted a program in her church. And um, uh, we said, and I, she said, you know, come and meet me at the school. I'm working today. So can you meet me here? And we'll talk about the church. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So went and um, I walked in and the energy, you know, the energy in the school is so incredible. And the energy in that school was amazing. And um, Joan and I started walking and talking. And during that meeting, she came up with, let's deliver it here. You know, let's work with the students here. If anybody knows who's hungry, it's our teachers and it's the administration in, in those school buildings. Sure. They're the ones, you know, who absolutely know that who needs the food. Um, so we started a program with Joan and with Central High School, and we started delivering food to them every Friday. Then we, she started signing up other schools to come and pick up the food from there and bring it back to their students. Um, the football team would unload the truck for us. They would un, you know, unpack everything. And then in Central High School, they actually have this incredible autistic student program. And the autistic students would actually take the time out of their day every Friday and they would sort the food. They loved sorting the food. I thought that was brilliant. You know, just yes. really what a, what a cool opportunity for them to help out and for yes. them to do something that they really enjoy doing. Um, then other schools started signing on, um, Mount Vernon, Malcolm X Shabazz, um, oh gosh, so many other schools started signing on. And These are all started, schools in Newark, Julie? All, yeah, yeah, all schools okay. in Newark. Um, Dr. George Washington Carver, um, there are a lot of schools in Newark. They started signing on and then three or four other schools would come to them and pick up. Um, First Avenue, uh, Roberto Clemente, they all started signing on. Um, when the pandemic hit, 
the schools closed. So it made it a little more difficult. But then some of the schools actually had great connections with local churches. And so we continue to deliver that food to a church right down the street from the school. So those same families were still receiving the food um, during the pandemic when the schools were closed. Um, it was it was uh, it was really incredible to see. It was really incredible to see. That's that's so awesome. I mean, yeah. you have given us so much to unpack here. I mean, one of the questions that we were <laughs> we had was about the nutritional value of the food, and yeah. it sounds like you guys have made that a priority um, in terms of making sure that they get a healthy balance of produce and you know vegetables and fruits, as well as the fun mac yeah. and cheese and the breads and the things like that, which which yeah. is really nice to hear. Um, and then the growth that you've experienced, you've got like tentacles everywhere with the mobile and the hubs. And I mean, it's, it sounds like you have an amazing um, team within table to table. That's super creative and always thinking about how can we grow? How can we continue to get better? How can we continue to serve more? You, you mentioned the pandemic a couple of times yeah. Can you kind of go back and, and just talk us through how that affected your ability to be able to serve the community? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yes. So when the pandemic hit, I would love to say that we were completely prepared and we knew what was going to happen. Who but was how prepared? Could oh my God. There, was, <laughs> there was just no way we could have been prepared. We were, um, we were shocked. I mean, we were completely shocked with everything that was happening. You know, the grocery stores were empty. Um, and if you think about a lot of the places that we were delivering food to, the volunteers are seniors um, in these places because who else is available on a Wednesday at, at you know, 11 o'clock in the morning? So we really struggled because so many places closed and then there wasn't the food in the grocery stores that we were used to. And um, so there was a scramble. There was a definite scramble. But then people just started, you know, HelloFresh stepped up. Um, a, lot of, um, a lot of our local companies really started stepping up and donating food. Then it was, how are we going to get it out? How, who are we going to give it to? How are we going to get it out? And a lot of agencies came came. To it, I mean, they they stepped in. Um, there's a few that come to mind um, uh, in East Rutherford. There's the YMCA. Um, I don't know if you've seen it on the news. I know during in the thick of the pandemic, they were on a lot because there'd be helicopters flying above. They um, they had masks on, keeping everyone six feet apart, and we would deliver food to them. And they would put together boxes of food, and then cars would drive by, pop open their trunks, and they would volunteers would put the food in the trunk, and people would drive off. They had anywhere from twelve hundred to three thousand cars every Tuesday. Wow. Um, yeah, insane. Um, there's a gentleman named Dion. He is a um, he runs a program called DCVYP. It's the Disabled Combat Vets Youth Program. I can't believe I remember that. It's DCVYP, and um, they uh, he's in the Englewood area. And so both of these places are in Bergen County. If you think East Rutherford's in Bergen County, you know, DCVYP is out of Bergen County. Bergen County is the wealthiest county, one of the wealthiest counties in, in the 
in the country. And um, Dion stepped in and said, we need food. Uh, so many people are asking for food. So we did the same thing. We delivered large amounts, 11 to 22 pallets of, of produce to them. And Dion and his volunteers would, again, mask up, you know, glove up. They were doing everything back then, you know, um, make boxes to food and then put it in people's cars as they drove by. And he would have 1,200 cars on a Tuesday. Wow. Both of those programs are still going on today. Um, we really thought, you know, last year we thought it would come to an end. This year we thought it would come to an end and they don't see any end in sight. You know, I think when the cars start to slim out, you know, when, when fewer people are coming, then I think they'll, um, they'll stop, but they haven't seen it yet. So the pandemic has really changed. I mean, our schools moved into churches, you know, we started these drive-through systems um, and we kept saying those were for the pandemic, but it's not stopped. You know, it's, it's still continuing. Yeah. It's, it's, again, I keep saying overwhelming, but it is, it's, it's all very overwhelming. Yeah. Overwhelming in a good way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Julie, I just want to revisit something that you said really quick um, about Bergen County. So Bergen County, New Jersey, I thought you were going to say is one of the wealthiest counties in the state. Yes. And you went on to say in the country. So yeah. I think it's interesting how Bergen County is one of the wealthiest um, counties. However, they still have people in need, like, and, yeah. and you're, you're reaching them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so don't be fooled just because Bergen County has, you know, towns like Franklin Lakes and, you know, that whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, there's still people there that need, and yeah. you are reaching them. And you know what, we haven't talked about this prior, but after hearing everything that you're saying, I have to wonder, like, do you ever think of expanding out further, like maybe having partners in different states that do, because there's a need everywhere. And, and do, does everywhere have an organization like yours that can help feed people? Like, wouldn't that be it? I mean, what you do is amazing, but wouldn't that be? Yeah, it would be incredible. There are other organizations similar, not doing the exact same thing, but, but similar, you know, trying, trying to do some of what we do. Um, uh, yeah, we would love to expand into further into the state, you know, uh, we're being only in the four northern counties, we're constantly asked to go into Union or into Morris. Um, we would love to, I think when we were founded 23 years ago, we made a commitment to these four counties. And we said that we, we won't expand out until hunger is solved in these four counties. And so far, it's not. I mean, I, you know, every day I get another phone call from another, a brand new partner agency that I've never heard of before that says, you know, we have a soup kitchen, we have a food pantry, we, we want to feed people. Um, so um, churches now will um, see that there's a need in their community and they'll say, well, what can we do? We want to start a food pantry. And they'll do it not having any, uh, you know, uh, history of it, not knowing what to do. And they'll reach out to me and say, what do we do? How do we get food? And what do we do? So, um, yeah. So, so for right now, the four counties is, is what we're doing. You know, um, I would love to say we're going to expand, but four counties is right now what we're doing. That's great. Well, that's a lot. So. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Um, 
Julie, every year Table to Table runs another program that I I love. I I love the concept. Mm-hmm. It's your bag a lunch help a bunch program. Tell us yeah, about yeah. that. So bag a lunch help a bunch um, is where you can donate your um, one lunch or one one uh, the cost of one lunch to us for just one day. So a $5 donation would allow us to deliver 50 meals. A $10 donation allows us to deliver 100 meals. So Bag of Lunch Help a Bunch works incredibly well in schools. You know, everyone's always looking for a way to participate or to volunteer or to give back. And with Bag of Lunch Help a Bunch, we are able to do now, we do it virtually, before we passed out brown bags to everyone and, and suggested, you know, you put a donation in the brown bag. Now we have a brown bag, like a virtual brown bag, and you can do the whole um, fundraising project online. Um, companies are doing it. Um, it's, it's just an easy way and kind of a fun, you know, fun way to raise money. And to, and to just also recognize how fortunate we are to be able to spend 10, 15 or $20 a day on lunch, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And when I said donate $5 and it's 50 lunches or, or $10 and it's 10 lunches or a hundred lunches, what I meant by that was that um, every meal costs us 10 cents per meal. And it doesn't mean that we're charging. We don't charge for pickups. We don't charge for deliveries. We don't charge the agencies. What that means is that it's a cost to us, our trucks, our drivers, our staff. So 10 cents per meal. Um, so it's, it's really the best, uh, the best donation money can buy really <laughs> because, uh, you know, 10, if, I mean, even $1, 10 meals, that's incredible. That's amazing. Do you still have the brown bags that you give out in schools and, and people donate that way as well? We do. If, um, yeah, we give or them businesses the too, right? We give them the option to do in-person brown bags, or we also give them the option to do virtual. So many people are used to doing virtual fundraisers, virtual everything these days, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, that came about last year and, um, and it really worked for a lot of people. So, so yeah, they can absolutely do it either way. I bet you're able to get more donations, uh, virtually because people can just share everything. Uh, and we, we all know how the power of like Facebook, for example, and how far your message goes. So yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this, the, the platform that they use, and I'm not fully fam- familiar with it. Um, Shauna in our office works on the bag of lunch program, but um, the platform that they use is so easy to share. And, and it's true. We get a lot of donations from, you know, outside of New Jersey now because, you know, because of, pe- of people sharing it. So it's, it's great. It, you know, it's, it's a great, um, it's a great opportunity to tell our story too. How can people volunteer, Julie? And are there other ways that they can donate as well? Yeah. So this is a great way to tell you, a great time to tell you about our brand new app. So So this, um, so back uh, about a year ago, we were approached um, by um, a group that runs this app called 412 Food Rescue. It's out of Pittsburgh. And, um, it was a pretty brilliant um, idea. It's this app that connects volunteers with donors with recipients. Ooh. So the way it works is um, 
uh, you have the app on your phone and you would get a notification and it would say, you know, we need you. We have a food rescue at, you know, whatever, whatever store or whatever restaurant. And then if, if you're interested in it, you click on it and it gives you all the details. And so it will say, you go to, let's just make one up. You go to, um, uh, Acme, Fort Lee or whatever you go to this store, um, at this time window and expect to pick up about 10 boxes. And then you go to this recipient agency, which we try to keep them very close um, in this time window and deliver it. And if you like the time windows and you like the time and the place, then you claim it. And cool. then you get, it's really cool. And you get notifications on your phone saying, okay, it's almost time to go do your, your rescue. And then you, and then you turn on your app, you say, I'm headed there. And, um, and then we see that they're headed, you know, they're headed to the donor. And then when you get to the donor, you click next and all of the information you need, the contact, you know, what you're picking up, where you should park, where you should go, it all comes up. So it's, you know, I think as a rescuer, you, you want it to be easy. You know, you want this to be a simple project. And um, so it gives you all the information. Then you go in, you pick up everything, you put it in your car, you click next, and then it tells you exactly where to go. It connects to your GPS. So um, it will, you know, your car will basically drive you to it. Um, when you get to the agency, it's Amazing. really cool. That's it's really, crazy. it's really incredible. Amazing. And so it's, when, it's called 412 Food Rescue. That's the one in Pittsburgh. So ours is I Rescue Table to Table. You'll see our logo. It's um, that purple and green logo. Um, but yeah, it's called I Rescue Table to Table. Oh, that's awesome. I see it. I yeah. got it. Yeah. Wow. It's so cool. It is so cool. And then what I love the most about this app is, um, let's see if I can pull my app up here. What I love the most, so like right now on the app, we have three one-time pickups available and we have two weekly pickups available. And those weekly pickups, like I have a weekly pickup. Every Wednesday morning, I go to Panera in Northvale and I deliver to a church in Westwood. And I just love it. I drop my daughter off at school and I head up to Northvale and I know exactly, I know the people there, you know, I pick up, put it right in my car, drive right to Westwood and drop it off. And I, and and that's my responsibility. That's my rescue every single Wednesday morning. And it's just kind of cool. We have some volunteers. We have one volunteer who has several of them. She does every Thursday. She does like 10 rescues for us. She is, she just picks up one after another, after another. She loves doing it. Um, it's really an incredible opportunity. Oh, and then what I was going to tell you, my favorite part is when you're on the app, you can look at impact and it will tell you what the impact was for the last 30 days, what my impact was, what um, the whole impact was. Now, right now we are only in Bergen County with this app. We do, um, we are looking for funding to expand further out. We would like to go into Hudson County, into Passaic County and, and you know, we stay in our four counties, but we are looking to go further out. But what you can do is um, click on the impact and it will tell you so far in Bergen County this year, we've done 280 rescues. That equals 32,255 pounds. It equals 26, almost 27,000 meals. 
and 17,514 pounds of CO2 was prevented, which I think is wow. really kind of cool. Yeah, it's a cool thing to, to look at. 36 donors, 34 nonprofits, and 53 volunteers. Um, we actually have about 170, 180 volunteers that have signed up for the app, but 53 of them are very active. So I'm it's, so it's, doing this. I know, I know me too. I'm, I'm like already, I'm like this. looking around right now as we're talking, like, where can I yeah. do it near me? This is so cool. So yeah, cool. it's really cool. It is so fun to do and so simple. And I think that's what people need is they need a simple way to volunteer mm-hmm. and, and they need to do it at their own time frame too. And, you know, cause I, I, when we have other opportunities, you can always come to a market, you can always come to a hub, you can ride a truck for a day. I mean, there are other things to do, but this is really on your own time. You know, yes. you have a Saturday afternoon available, you pick up the app, look Saturday afternoon. Oh, I can do that. And claim it. Yeah. I know pre-COVID, Julie, you had um, some big events also. Will they, will they be coming back now? Yeah, we hope so. We just had a gala in September, which we switched at the last moment to virtual, which um, just killed me. I really wanted to be in person um, because, you know, those events are just so incredible. The chefs are so generous. The guests are so generous. It's a lot of fun. Um, Great auction, incredible food. Um, we just couldn't do it. It was, uh, we were just a little too, too nervous about it. So we did do it um, virtually. Um, and then hopefully in the spring, we will come back with our events. We do have That'd a golf great. outing that we've been, we continue doing the golf outing since it's outside. So mm-hmm. um, we have considered uh, continued the golf outing. Wow. wow. Um, oh my God, Julie, this is amazing. So I, I'm actually going to, <laughs> segue from the food rescue into something a little more personal around you, because you talked a little bit earlier about your kids. They've basically grown up with table to table. And, um, I I have found, I don't, I don't know if it's just because I'm, I'm a, you know, parent of a young child, but Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to instill values of giving back. How, you know, how do I do that? And I love this idea of food rescue because that's something we could schedule like on a Saturday Saturday and do as a family. Yeah. But how do you, you know, how has, I mean, they've grown up with this. It's been, it's part of sort of their DNA. How, mm-hmm. I guess, how, what effect has it had on your kids growing up in terms of their value system and, and all of that. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's funny. I think a lot of my friends will say, can you take my daughter with you to work? You know, can you take <laughs> my son with you to work? Because they need to know, they need to see. And it's funny. I, I can't say to my kids, uh, you know, you, you don't know, you don't, cause they do know, you know, yeah. I, I, one of my very favorite stories, they were so young. I mean, like sitting in car seats and um, we were in my suburban and we had, I had a pickup, our trucks couldn't get to this. We only had, I think two trucks at the time and our truck couldn't get to this place in Patterson. It just didn't have the time. And I said, well, let me go do it. And and I picked up this food at this warehouse in, in Franklin Lakes at this incredible donor of ours. And, um, and I took the food, you know, loaded up my suburban and the kids were in the, the middle row and brought it to this place in Patterson. And all these people came out and um, they came out to, uh, you know, get the food out. 
while we were sitting there and they were unloading my car, this little kid, little tiny kid looks at me and goes, you got a TV in there? And I said, yeah, we do. And he climbed over all the boxes and sat, you know, it was two like seats in the middle row and sat in between the girls. And he, and they just like went, hey, hey. And they just like nodded their head at each other. It was the cutest thing. And they sat there watching SpongeBob or Bear in the Big Blue House or whatever it was they were watching. But it was the cutest thing. And I thought, you know, this is just regular kids. Like these are just mm-hmm. regular kids. And, and it, it was really incredible. Um, my oh. kids have gone to, um, uh, on Christmas Eve, we, we volunteered at a soup kitchen. Um, uh, uh, we've gone to mobile markets where they've packed bags of produce for families. They've handed out bags of produce. Um, they have, when, you know, when we're working with so many different agencies, a lot of them will reach out to me and say, do you have any coats? You know, do you have any toys? And when I say, oh, you know, we only do food. Well, as Betty said earlier in the morning, you know, early in the, uh, in the interview, I, I have a really hard time, time saying no. I remember, again, the kids were little and one of our agencies reached out to me and said, um, that she sent me a list of names of children that weren't going to get Christmas presents that year. And that's on it. And then to see the names on the paper, I was like, Oh, that's no, no. And I, you know, Ringwood where, where Betty lived and where I am now back living, um, very generous town, very uh, good people. And I put it out on Facebook that I have this list of children that need to, toys. And every day for like a month, there was huge bags of brand new toys sitting on my front step, my dining room filled with toys. And so here are these two little girls that I'm like, don't touch that. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. Not for you. There's not, and you know, the house is decorated for Christmas and, and they're thinking, what the heck, you know, like, why can't I have this toy? (laughs) But, um, you know, we packed up my car and on that trip, they couldn't come with me because there was no room for them. But, um, but my dad actually came with and um, we unloaded all these toys at one of the local churches. And um, it was an incredible, it was a gift to me, yes, uh, you know, to yes. be able to, to do this. Um, we've collected coats at one point, um, again, not what we do, but when somebody reaches out and says, I need coats, you know, we need coats. You get them coats. Well, do whatever I can. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Um, that's that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just such a wonderful it, it, lesson in, in yeah. the right values to teach your children. Um, before we wrap up, Julie, I, I want to talk a little bit about you. Um, cause you've obviously, you know, shown, provided a great example for your kids. You're dedicated to this, um, amazing organization. What's the experience been like for you in the last 20 years at table to table? Oh gosh, that's a heavy question. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> you like to go deep. Right. Seriously, man. Um, it, 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 you know, I, I, I've said it, uh, it's a gift. I mean, it truly is a gift. I have met some of the most incredible people, 
um, doing this job. And it's the grandmothers in Newark. It's the moms um, in Patterson. And it's the, the people who are just trying to get by day to day. And yet they're still volunteering. They're still in their church. They're still giving what they can. They, um, they'll, there was a, a woman that I was just talking to. I was at this senior event um, in Newark. And um, we had some apples left over and she said, can I have those? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm you know, happy to give them to her. But what she was going to do with them was go home, make apple pies and give them out to the neighborhood. You know, it, it, she wasn't she wasn't keeping it for herself. She wasn't you know, it was what else can I do for the neighbors? Um, it was something that we saw during COVID, especially was um the, the people that were checking on each other and, and, you know, making sure that their neighbors were safe, making sure that their neighbors were fed. Um, that is a gift to me. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't explain it in any other way than the, the people that I have met are just, they're amazing. And, um, and it's, it's just been an incredible ride. I don't, uh, I don't anticipate it ending anytime soon. So, um, although man, I am getting older. I, when I first started <laughs> table to table, I was in my twenties. So I am not anymore. I'm way out of my twenties. My boss actually said, you know, you're not as young as you think anymore. And I was like, so true. yikes, yep. yikes. But, um, but yeah, it's, um, it, 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 it's the people. It is truly the people. They make me want to make sure that um, we're doing everything that we possibly can for them. And, I, you know, I see the moms who have two jobs and I see the grandparents who are taking care of the children, of the grandchildren or great grandchildren. And it's, it is, it's, it's, um, there's that word again, it's overwhelming, but um it, it's been a gift to me because I'm thankful every single day for everything that I have and for everything my kids have. And um, it, it truly is a gift. Yeah. You know, Julie, you are an incredible human being. And the way you say that these people inspire you to do yeah. more and to do better, I bet you really inspire them as well. Thank um, you to, to be their best and, you know, to give back. So yeah, you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. you. (laughs) (laughs) So Julie, I think we're going to start wrapping this up. We've had you for a long time. Thank you so much. Um, My pleasure. Where can people find more information about Table to Table? So we are on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, we also have a website, obviously, tabletotable.org. And if you are in Bergen County, download the app and start volunteering. It's um, Table to Table I Rescue. I already downloaded it, so (laughs) I'm on my way. Thank you, Julie, for joining us. Uh, You are amazing. We love you and Table to Table um, and everything that you do. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your entire organization. Uh, And you, Christine, of course, and our listeners. Yeah, so until next time. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, we'd love it if you subscribe and leave a review. 
If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to Christine or Betty on social media for consideration. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Please join us next time for another insightful conversation on incorporating know, like, and trust into your business.